Hello, everyone. This is the second part of our two-part conversation with Garrison Hayes. If you haven't yet, I invite you to go back to last week's episode where we talked about Garrison's experience in the United States and what it was like to be black in America. And we wrestled with that and talked about it in that beautiful conversation that we had. Go check it out, and then you can come back here and check out our conversation about the the similarities between Hispanic and Latino communities and African-American communities. We hope you enjoy it and are blessed. Welcome to another episode of Trending Up with Edgar de Leon and Sebastian Lopez. We hope you enjoy it and are challenged to live life differently as you keep trending up. And something I want to get into um, concerning the who are speaking and representing here, uh, the Latino and black connection. Um, and I, I just, I'll just start it out. The first question I have, and I'll, uh, and before I throw out the question to you guys, I just want to give the context. Where do we misunderstand each other? Right. And as you guys are thinking, um, I think one of the biggest thing, you know, me growing up in South Texas, Edgar, I don't know if you can agree with this or not, but my dad's Mexican. I disagree. Dad, Anyways, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just All right, but uh, my dad coming as a, you know, from Mexico, um, really starting from scratch, right? Kind of the migrant story, right? Starting from scratch, starting from nothing, uh, coming over, um, building his he's a dentist so building his work and his office and working hustling hard so the words that i always heard growing up were were not like hey when you get stopped by police put your hands on the deck you know on the dashboard it wasn't that my thing was always work hard and prove people wrong right my dad yeah. has been has battled through racism when he was in school in san Ant in houston wow. getting his dental exams the one of his teachers that was white didn't sign off on the dental work that he had done in order to graduate and wow. someone came and messed up his work and my dad is very perf perfectionist yeah and he had to do a whole nother year of dental wow. school because wow. this one someone had messed it up and because his one teacher didn't and then you look you look at his title his uh doctoral dentist thing and yeah. the one signature that is very extremely faint is this one teacher that did not like him because wow. he was Mexican. There was probably, he was probably the only wow. Mexican. Maybe there was an Indian person or something. And so hearing that, you know, gives me chills right now. But it's all, it was the, my, our mindset in my household, at least from my dad's perspective, was, is always like work hard and prove them wrong, right? You know, people are, you're here at a country that's not 100% for you. And so you need to prove them wrong by working hard. And so that's my whole mindset. I get to Southern. And I begin, this is Zoe here, so I'm sorry. She's really wanting to say hi. <laughs> I get to Southern and, uh, hey, Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> Where are my dogs at? <laughs> Who let the dogs? I get to Southern and I start making more, you know, like Edgar was saying, where I was, there was not a lot of black friends. We had a couple of black friends here and there, you know, um, but it was, it was few, right? And, and we had some, I think a lot of the black friends that I had were more from, from Jamaica or Trinidad or Haiti. So it's not yeah. necessarily African-Americans, which that's a yeah. whole other conversation, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have Africans and, 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 and yeah, so it's just a lot. So got to Southern, started making friends, then got to Andrews. And that was my, my reality of what you do when your face would struggle was changed because I started having friends that were black that were now going on protest and speaking up and being very vocal not just in you know personally with me and in groups of people but in social media and for me that was like why are you guys like 
y'all being too loud. Like, what mm. is going on, right? And because mm. as a Latino, as a yeah, Mexican, yeah, yeah. at least in my yeah. context, I'm yeah. like, you just gotta shut up and prove people wrong. No, no, for sure. And, and right? let me just interject here. Uh, yeah. Don't lose yeah. uh, this uh, spot, Sebastian. So I grew up in, <laughs> in LA, and my dad is not a right. dentist. He's <laughs> he's a handyman, so it's like almost like yeah. education wise, like opposite. And so so right, he doesn't have right, much right. education. So he he works as a handyman, and he's worked for a lot of. Mm -hmm. um, um, I have a lot of white friends that have really helped me in my own development and who I am from right, right, right. when I was a kid to today. Um, I, I really appreciate them. Um, uh, the, the world isn't perfect, though, and that's what we need to recognize. So um, right. as as my dad is a handyman, I've always grown up going to people's homes and helping paint, helping my dad paint. And right. typically it's a it's a white man or white family that has a little bit more resources to then pay someone to do some some, some things at, at their house, whether right. it's um cleaning stores we used to clean floors for stores or like foot lockers or yeah, going to someone's yeah. house and just painting and doing things but my dad right. always taught me stay quiet just keep to yourself work hard that's mm -hmm. it so i've always right. been told the right way to um talk about like uh racist or or or, or that tension between uh, uh different people from different races you know the educated versus mm -hmm. the, the non-educated right. or the one that has money to with the one that doesn't i will i was always told to stay quiet so i mm. also don't talk I, yeah don't it. talk about yeah. it as as i also yeah. concur like stay like like stay on the dl right stay low yeah. stay stay yeah. quiet and you'll yeah. be fine so when i also yeah. i also understand where you're coming from sebastian when i went to southern and i had my black friends in the black community is louder i'm like wait you're not supposed to do that yeah. man like you're yeah. just being too yeah. dramatic right, right, and, right. and that for me has been a growth uh, because just, yeah, for sure, for me too. You, you, so continue, Sebastian. I think you're 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 going on a a an idea that resonates with me. Yeah. Um, so right, right. in my experience, and I think it resonates with a lot of Latinos. I have we've you know obviously we're we're we have a lot of Latino friends, and I'll pass the baton to Garrison right now. But uh, the whole thing, the whole concept is that you hear a lot of rhetoric now among and maybe hopefully it's changed. I think it is changing, especially now with our generation, millennials, Gen Z, and and the the birth of this boom of social media and the community th that we have there, I think people are beginning to see that. And the release of more videos and uh, racism that is actually caught on video, people are like, oh, okay, I get it. Um, but I know a lot of the rhetoric is always like, well, why do black people just complain so much? Or, or, or why why this, you know, as you know, Latinos? And it's the stereotype that we yeah. have, right? Yeah. If you, like we said, if you don't have a personal encounter, like the, I was blessed with to have Garrison living day in and day out, eating food with him, yeah. sharing rides together, you know, clearing stuff. Like if you don't live with someone that is different from you, you're always going to have these ideas that aren't realistic, right? So Garrison, tell us a little. What do you? What about you and growing up and, and your idea of Latinos? And then we can talk about mm, yeah how, how yeah. this merges. You know, yeah. I think. I mean, I just. I mean, I, I love what you guys are saying. I mean, I'm I'm hearing and learning so much. I just want to start there. Um, um, so chewing on that for sure. You know, for right. me, you know, I grow growing up in in the South in Atlanta. Um, right. You know, there's actually a pretty large you know immigrant yeah. Latino yeah. community yeah, there. Is. there. Right. Um, and my dad, you know, was been a contractor my whole life. My mom worked in real estate. So right. there were, you know, there were plenty of times where, where we, they're working on houses, they're doing renovations, they're doing new construction. Right, right. And my dad would literally go up to the Home Depot and pick up a group of guys who will work yeah, for yeah, the day. day and, yep. you know, like, yeah. And... <laughs> 
that was like yeah, all the time. Yeah. And, it, and I used to always marvel because my dad knew some Spanish. And I was like, I don't know black person that I knew growing up who knew Spanish. And I was always kind of amazing to me. Yeah, um, yeah. So generally speaking, the interactions were always positive, right? Um, always positive. You know, I have a brother, I, a half brother who is half, you know, this is the thing. He's actually half Spaniard, but I thought growing up, and this is my ignorance, <laughs> I thought he was half Mexican my whole hey, life. Yeah, 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 yeah. I literally just learned that he's not half Mexican <laughs> a month and a half ago, and I'm oh 29. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy, right? So, like, you know, I always had this, like, you know, draw and attraction to specifically Mexican culture. I think because right. I thought my brother was Mexican. Right. But right. also because my dad worked with a lot of, um people that i assume presume to yeah. be mexican um, right right you know i never asked them but i think they were and so there's always been kind of like this my world has always kind of been somewhat entangled mm -hmm. with latino culture specifically mexican culture um and it's just been a an interesting growth journey right i say all that to say like I just made myself out to be a not racist person, right? Like a, <laughs> I'm not racist. A person. I had a I had right? a Mexican like, I'm brother I'm not, for not. most of my life. Exactly. So. I had a Mexican brother for 29 <laughs> years, and then I found out he's not Mexican. No. <laughs> um, right. So, like, I say all that to say, there's still this huge blind spot mm. in my experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was just never aware of. Right. 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 Over the last few years of seeing what's happening you know, whether it be at the border or yeah. just the difficulty that my Mexican brothers and sisters, South American, Central American, North American, whether, you know, like whoever it is, like, right, 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 like right. that people are experiencing such a difficulty in coming to this country legitimately or legally, whatever that's supposed to mean. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I was never aware of that. Right, I never found right. the need to advocate yeah. that. And in addition to that, there are all of these there are all of these like stereotypes, mm -hmm. you yeah, know, right. and like mm -hmm. bad words yeah. that right. are casually passed yeah. around the community yeah. mm -hmm. that are just normal. And right. you don't know that it's wrong until you come into close association with someone. Right, right. Who you're like, wait, I, I don't know. I don't think I, I, I can't say that. I think if I said that, it would hurt their feelings. You know what I mean? Like, I think if <laughs> I made a joke, a quote unquote right, joke right, right, about right. that, right? You know, right. I think it would hurt them. So just having the humility to learn and to grow in that area has been huge. Right. Um, but, you know, it, it was not uncommon for me to hear about, you know, Mexican people, you know, will come over here mm -hmm. and right. they'll all live together in a house. And, you know, but it's or they'll or even, you know, these like stereotypes, they'll pack into a truck or pack into a car. Right, 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 right like Mexican, you know, it's like, it's offensive, it's ugly. And yeah, it doesn't yeah. do anything to humanize yeah, yeah. those individuals. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like, I'm hearing you ever say it's true or not, whatever it is, right. But like, that kind of, you know, in a way, it doesn't matter, because it's yeah, not used right yeah, yeah. to, yeah. to make these people out yeah, yeah, more yeah, human. Yeah, it's exactly. used That's a good point. to awesome. almost be go. like, you know, to be like, some type of, you know, it, infestation, it, right, or something making like fun mm -hmm. of someone or humor has some truth in it, but just because it has some truth right. in it doesn't mean it's edifying or strengthening or giving some right, more right, identity right, right. to people. So that is something to understand um, in this conversation um, because I have right, found right. that I've used humor that hasn't helped, hasn't helped anything. And 
So, mm-hmm. so when I find like, and you find this in like in comedians all the time, whether representing black yeah. communities or representing like Spanish communities, they, 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 they capitalize on the humor that dehumanizes mm-hmm. people for their gain. And that is never mm-hmm. right. healthy because it, 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 mm-hmm. it makes the situation worse rather than better. Now, some people would say, well, Edgar, you're just thin skinned, right. you know, or you just don't know how to take a joke. But I have, I have understood that you can, you can think something can be humorous, but still be offensive. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and we must mm-hmm. capitalize on the offensive. So it's not about being not racist. It's about being anti-racist. So that really resonates with my, yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, interestingly enough, you know, I think that, you know, as I, I think about kind of some of the tensions that exist between these communities, there's a recently, I re- recently I learned about, um, what this person called the African Americanization of mm. immigrants, right? So the basic idea is that after two, sometimes three generations, right. an immigrant, a black immigrant family will essentially become African American. So the first generation of immigrants come over here, and this is building yeah. off of your idea that yeah. you just shared. The first immigrant right. you know, generation of immigrants come over to America and they work their yeah. behinds yeah. off, right? Like mm. they're like, yo, yeah. stay low, yeah. work mm. hard, right. prove right. wrong right. by achieving, yeah. right? And like, that's oh, beautiful. That's good. That's they're good. so good, right? Yeah. But then like the second generation takes those ideas from their parents yeah. usually. And wow. they're like, this is great. I'm going to mm-hmm. do this and I'm going to work really hard. But by the third generation oh, or so, yeah, yeah, yeah. all of the yeah. negative like ideologies that have been placed into the minds of many African-Americans uh, that say like a Jamaican American or right. like, maybe a Grenadian American, you know, so like a Grenadian right, immigrant, right. like maybe they don't have those same things, those same wow. things working yeah. against them. Okay. After two or three generations, usually it's about the third generation they've essentially received all of the, that negative messaging that, that African-Americans have grown up with and, and just been steeped yeah. in. And to that point, like by the time they get to that point, they no longer have that same sense of, wow. you know, I'm coming to this country to yeah, achieve yeah. because of all right. the negative, negative messaging that they've yeah. received right. in, in, through the schooling system, through the media, what have you, through the political system. Wow, like, wow, that wow. has now affected them and essentially african-americanized them right wow, that's and good. i imagine that for um for you know in the latino community there's probably some similarity yeah, there's probably yeah, some yeah. you know like the first generation i know yeah. for, for sure i mean literally knowing you guys yeah. you know has helped me understand this like right. your parents are coming here and they are working oh, yeah as yeah. hard as right, they can, right. Right? right? And they've instilled, and I know how hard yeah. you guys work, yeah. right? Like they've instilled a worth yeah. work ethic inside right. of you two specifically. Right. And I right. can imagine that this is almost yeah. universally true. They've instilled a work ethic inside of you that has propelled you to right. get master's wow. degrees and be high achieving, high functioning individuals in society, right? Right, right. The risk is that your children, however, will grow up in a system that's just a few steps removed yeah. from that yeah, ambition, yeah. from that there's, sense there's of no, purpose. There's no urgency yeah. anymore because you've already, in quotes, made it. it. And you've made and you've assimilated. You're wow, part of this is who you are, right? And the risk is good. that your that's children good. won't experience that same level of purpose. Right. Now, I say all this to say, to kind of point to a couple things. Um, one it's only a matter of time before immigrant families become American families. Yeah, right. And the very things that a lot of immigrant families criticize about American families, yeah. right? 
they right. are they are susceptible to those things. Right. I know that you know within the black community there is a tension between immigrant black people where they yeah. they be from yeah. Nigeria yeah. or. Yeah. Or you know, like South Africa, wherever it is, right? Zambia, Zimbabwe, whatever, or right, right. from Grenada, Barbados, Jamaica. You know, like there's a little bit of tension because those people who make it to America, who come, who take the long flight to get here and start a new life for themselves, they are right. motivated, and right. then they look around at all these yeah. African Americans, right, right. and they're like, "How come y'all aren't motivated <laughs> to yeah, get yeah, this yeah. money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, you know, <laughs> yeah. to, to achieve oh, yeah. the that way is we so are motivated, good, right? So yes, then there's yes. this like yeah. judgment." Right. There's this judgment of like, what are you doing here? Like you're wasting an opportunity. Right. Don't be like them. That's what they tell their children. Mm. Right. And, and and they don't realize that wow. in just a couple of generations, your children will have received all of the impeding messages and they will be burdened by all of the systems of mm -hmm. oppression wow. that have held African-Americans back in this country. So just recognizing with humility that it's not some inherently inferior, it's not, not some inherent inferiority inside right, of right, African Americans right, right. that cause them not you. to achieve like immigrants, right? Yes, uh, yes. It's it's a it's a fact that there's a system designed to keep us in our places, wow. and that burdens the minds of Black people. Yeah, yeah. And I think one point of kind of uh, of kind of where we miss each other, maybe between Latino people and you know African American Black people, one of the areas where we might miss each other is that is on that point that that a lot of times there's a much much more similarity than difference. Yes. And yeah. if we aren't working together, yeah. then our, you know, we will end up working on behalf of these racist ideas, the, the system of oppression, a system that is designed to marginalize both of us, right? right? Like, right. like we're both going to be marginalized by the system if we aren't working to change mm. the system. Dude, thank you so, man, I'm mind blown because you've finally put into words what I've been thinking with, but I appreciate it because that's, you, you hit it on the head, like that, that idea. And I see it so much. Like we have so many, I'm sure I agree. You have friends too, but you know, I would be a first generation, I guess, yeah, born here. Yep. Latino here in the U S mm -hmm. and there's already a lot of my friends that don't speak Spanish, right? Mm -hmm. It's the whole idea of like, you're already losing your Mexicanness or mm -hmm. your Latino-ness. And I'm sure like your blackness, you're losing your Africanness or your Trinidad, you know? And, um, and it's so true. I can already see that because you even see lots of times if, if how going to the political realm, how you're voting uh, changes <laughs> the longer you're in the U.S. Right. When you get here as an immigrant, you're always going to be voting for pro-immigrant stuff, things mm -hmm. that will going to help you yeah. get by. All right. We need the best. We, we need to get by. We need insurance that will help us because we have nothing. We need funds or whatever it is. But the longer you get here, the more you establish you are in the American dream. Right. The more you begin to like, I'm comfortable now. I don't need to work as hard because I've made it. And now I'm going to start voting for, well, I don't want people to come in and take the things that I've done, that right. I've worked so hard for. Sure. And, I, and I hear that rhetoric from, from Latinos and I'm like, we were there literally, what, a generation or two ago. And now you're trying to deny someone the same rights that you got. But you don't want to give it to other people because you've already made it and you don't want it to take, be taken from that. For so, sure. No, no for sure. Oh, so man, so what great. we find um, is uh, I, I listened to this podcast about um, from NPR about the, the transformation of immigrants um, as, as they think throughout generations. So it, right. to resonate, right. it resonates completely with your idea that immigrants then um, uh, assimilate or, or, or go into the American culture, then don't let the other side have the same 
you know, opportunities mm-hmm. that they had because it, it affects their right. uh, status or their situation. But um, it, it goes back to this idea in abusive relationships, there's typically an abuser and an abusee. So what we find is the abuser right. ab- abuses the abusee. But then uh, when there's an opportunity, the abusee, if, if he can flip the situation and abuse the abuser, they will. So what we will find, <laughs> though, what we will find is that we don't yeah. want to do, you know, abuser, abusee, and trying to like uh, have it like that. But we are, we, right, we simply right. want to, and this is where our Christian experience goes, comes into play because we don't want to be um, just, uh, you know, we're gonna stay in the same spot or we're gonna respect, you know, you know, the the the, the zeitgeist or the the the, the ideas that are going mm. on right now. But we want to not just abuse the other side, like abuse our white friends, but we just want to have. Uh, "Quote unquote equality and right, uh, right. and dignity that all humans deserve, especially in the country that we live in. Right. And I think that's right. where we have a challenge because if someone, um, uh, of course, the abusee, abuser would love to keep the abusee down, and of course, the abusee would right. love to bring down the abuser. But we need to have the balance. And humans aren't balanced creatures. We think we're yeah. balanced, but Christ yep. in His uh, earthly um, ministry found balance in keeping." The, the 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 what you would say commandments of God, but also treating people right, and I think that's where we mm. uh, we need to go to Christ and say, look, we Christians we follow Jesus, so because we follow Christ, we want to have that balance. Yet people are going to struggle with it, and and that's why we mm-hmm. got to be there, continuing, yeah. you know, the push. The, 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 it's an uphill mm-hmm. battle, but we can do it together. We're stronger together than we're, right. when we are separate. That's what I tell my church members. I'm like, look, right. don't stop coming to church because <laughs> someone hurts you. Yes, they're wrong, but we're stronger together. Right. Not when we're separate. And um, that's what we need to mm. um, be a unifying um, voice, but also recognizing yeah. that, you know, that's not always that. that, that. Garrison, you want to you wanna say something? Yeah. I do want to say something, man. I think you're hitting you're hitting the nail on the head. I think Christians can speak to this issue better yeah, than yeah, almost yeah. anyone. We have the yeah. philosophical yeah. framework mm-hmm. to talk about uh, yeah. equity and equality and love yeah. in a way that mm-hmm. that other philosophical mm-hmm. you know orientations don't, right? right. Because of Christianity, right. because of the Bible, because of Jesus Christ. Like we can talk about the fact that love. We see love not as a pie, right? Where mm-hmm. it's divided mm-hmm. into all these slices. Yeah. And yeah. if I give some love to you and I serve a little bit of love pie to you, then there's mm-hmm. gonna be less love for me mm-hmm. or less love yeah. for someone else, right? Because we believe that yeah. God is love and that love is therefore yeah. infinite, that there is an infinite resource yeah. of love, right? That means I can give you yeah. heaping servings yeah. of love and it never diminishes the love pie because yeah. it's coming from God, right? And when we think about diversity, inclusion, equity, I think one of the the biggest, like the, the most difficult thing for people to understand, especially groups that are in power, is that when we give out equity and we give out inclusion and we give right. out diversity, this is, there's an oh, yeah. infinite, oh, there's yeah. an infinite yeah. pie of resources to yes. help everyone feel apart. I mean, there is, right. we don't right. have to like hoard it to myself or hoard it to yourself. Yeah. Like, right. you don't have to do that. I can say that no, immigrant stories and immigrant experiences matter. And right. black lives, they matter. And we need to do something about the difficulty that, that these groups and this, this community, whether, mm-hmm. you know, sexual mm-hmm. orientation, like we need, to, we need to be able to give this stuff out right liberally and and freely and i think you know to to tie this in specifically with the the conversation that we're having i think we end up buying into you know unfortunately one of the 
things that white culture, you know, in this country has kind of kind of gone into the groove that they've unfortunately been drawn into um, is this idea that if if I give you something, that means there's less Mm -hmm. of that same thing for me. You know, we see this in the we see this in the 1800s during Reconstruction. If you give black men the right to vote Mm -hmm. that means in their mind that white men now have less you know Mm -hmm. there's less control i I can't Mm -hmm. afford to do that so now i have to come up with jim crow laws that's going to scare you to keep you from voting and if you do somehow vote we're going to kill you because we believe that if you are given that opportunity there's less democracy for me Mm. Uh, i think we end up going into that mindset. We, we allow that to be our frame as right, right. black and Latino voters, as black and Latino Americans, as black and Latino Christians. We'll, we allow that to be our frame of reference. And it's a totally wrong frame of reference. Mm-hmm. We, we can't afford to allow us ourselves to think like if, if Latino people get or Latinx people get an opportunity, mm-hmm. then that means that black people have less opportunity ah, i think right, that's the wrong right, way to think right, about it right, right, and like right. i said and, and and vice versa and like i said the christians have a philosophical mm-hmm. framework that gives us an amazing ability to speak to that in ways that other parts of of our world yeah. um can't. yeah for sure yeah no i love that i love that i think yeah there's so much we can learn from each other and going back to our personal experiences the one thing i did learn Going to Southern, breaking that, you know, thank you again for the the truth bomb show that you dropped right now of just enlightening us on the, the change that happens through generations of immigrants. Um, but what I learned was that it's it's okay to speak up when you are being oppressed and when you are being wrong, whereas growing up, it's like, just suck it up and do it, you know? So I think there's a lot we can learn from each other in terms of how we conduct ourselves as a community, how we relate with other minorities and how we relate to those in power and, and concerning policies and laws that are not in favor of minority groups, you know, brown or black people. And so I think it's very important as we've had this conversation and Garrison, I thank you so much for taking the time and speaking with us, Edgar, I thank you too. Um, I'm sure the listeners will be and the viewers will be blessed by the content. I know I was, and I've grown a lot. I know yeah. there was a lot that we covered. It, these it, topics. No, no, know, no. And this is vast. And, and this is uh, conversations, not the end all be all. So <laughs> if, if our listeners, right. our, our right. idea is trending up, right? We're trending up towards heaven and, and, and we have that walk with Christ. Um, and if um, you want to contribute something to this conversation or you want to say, hey, Edgar, or hey, Sebastian, or hey, Garrison, right. have you thought about this? Or, you know, I mean, I disagree. Please get in right. contact with us because this is where the Christian community has to have some kind of conversation, not just an echo chamber, whether you're this uh, right. view or that right. view, don't, like you're, you're, you're quiet. So, like, let's talk. And I, and I think this is what's valuable. Yeah. And, um, and, and that's why this is a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And as you keep having these conversations with others, we encourage you to look out for people that are different from you to be able to talk to them, to have their story. Hey, be like, hey, Alex would always tell us when we were in summer camp when I first met him, hey, tell me your life story. And I promise you, as you do that, as you spend time with God, as you spend time with others that are different from you, you're going to keep trending up. We love you guys. Peace. Enjoy it. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to subscribe and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate us and share our content. Learn more about us by checking out our website. The link is in our show notes. From us to you, muchas gracias. And always keep trending up.